everyone for Ike and Darren, and we're finishing the Scream franchise, best and worst of. And this time, of course, it's Scream 4. We haven't seen Scream 5 yet, but we're going to go see it very shortly. Uh, Darren's going to see it probably in the next few hours or so. By the yeah, time I'm this, going tomorrow afternoon to see it, so I'm very excited. I'm actually going to take some time off work to go and see it, so that nobody spoils it for me. Um, but yeah, let's end these four films on a high, I think. So let's talk about Scream 4. Darren, this is better than part three, right? We have to put hands down. Definitely yeah, better I than think part that this, by miles. I was surprised by this, actually. I, I think I rented this when it came out and I think I fell asleep. Or something, because I don't remember any of this at all. I do remember watching it, the the, the opening sequence, which I don't don't think is that great, the whole kind of movie in a movie in a movie thing. Um, Got tired. Yeah, I think it's one of the poorest um, entries, one of the poorest openings that we have in the franchise. However, the film, I think, is probably the second best movie this far. Um, I don't know whether we'll feel the same next weekend or not, um, but at, at this moment in time, I think that this is the second best film in the franchise to the original. I never saw this movie until the other day. Okay. Uh, because after two, I just stopped it. I'm just like, I'm done with it. I, I mm. didn't see three. I didn't see this one. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. It didn't win me over, folks. I'm not getting with excitement. <laughs> you know, because I was... Okay, I have to admit, I was giddy just a few seconds ago because it was better than the shit that we got in 3. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. So, Scream 4. Darren, in Scream 4, your best character? Um, my best character is certainly Sydney um, in this film. She's more mature. She's a stronger character. She's clearly kind of grown up and, and doesn't look like she's borderline in tears in every scene, which is one of the things that really irritates me about the previous Scream movies. Every time we see Sydney Prescott, she, she's, her eyes are full of tears. Um, but in this film, she kind of, she comes back with a vengeance and she's older and stronger and more mature and, you know, she's kind of learnt from all her experiences. She's written this book. There's none of this kind of her doing dance routines on stage with other masked killers and you know, it's just, she's a strong female lead for once, and I really, really enjoyed that today. Okay. Um, and she's the best-selling uh, author, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking away some of Gail's thunder. Yeah, yeah, but at least Gail comes along and, and you know, congratulates her on a book launch, you know. Yeah. Gail's not quite the irritating character in this film either, so... No, no, but yeah. she's my best character, actually. Gail Riley. Gail yeah. Weathers Riley. She married Dewey out of uh, out of losing a bet, probably in poker. And uh, I know she, you know, he proposed to her at the end of Scream Three. Uh, but in this one, she's she's okay with not being the attention-seeking uh, newscaster, anchor, or investigative reporter that we've seen her in the past three uh, movies. Uh, but she's wants to help her husband in this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, more so, because she's actually quite good at solving mysteries. She is, but you know the irony is that the two of them were married in real life at the time, and, and were going through a divorce right while they were filming this. So, so the sleeping uh, scenes <laughs> in the beginning were okay, yet awkward. <laughs> but I did like Dewey's uh, phone 
uh, ringtone, uh, Axel F. That, that, that kind of <laughs> Beverly Hills call. Do you think when they were filming that scene, when they woke up in the morning, David Arquette turned over to her and said, what do you think, just for old times? <laughs> he may well have done. I don't know. That's why she turned over to the other side. Okay, now you're a worse character. Worst character in this is um, is this kid, Robbie. This kind of... They have to have a kind of cut-price Randy in this film, don't they? And he comes in the form of Robbie, who's this, you know, this guy who's got his own internet channel, who's constantly walking around with this head cam on and these earphones, looking like... Metal Gear Solid, you know, just... Well, you know, that's what I thought. I thought he looked like Universal Soldier all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cool down. <laughs> yeah, he was annoying as hell in this. And it, it, listen, Randy's gone. We don't need another Randy. And yeah. the others are wise enough to know what the rules are by now. So we don't need this young kid stepping in there and telling everybody their business. Um, so, yeah, so Robbie didn't like that guy at all. I could see that. Um, I have two for my worst characters in, in a tie. One is Deputy Hicks, uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, ner- kind of annoying, and trying to get up on Dewey's crotch all the time by <laughs> lacing her Lemmy bars with roofies. She is um, like a little bit of a dog humping his leg all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's very pretty, but she's kind of those ones that would probably stalk you and kill you if you don't say uh, <laughs> yes to taking her to the prom or the debutante ball. Um, and next for me is, uh, uh, I'm going to apologize uh, for what I'm about to say, is Rebecca, the sleazy publicist. Okay. I, I think uh, she's a terrible publicist. Sorry for those who... Is that who that gets job. thrown out the... Wind that on, lands on the top of the car? Correct. Yeah. 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 And she's just really annoying, uh, all out for herself. You could tell that. Uh, very good, uh, you know, in a push-up bra. Uh, I give her that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just, I just don't like Rebecca. Uh, it's something that is probably not needed, but they just put her in as just a kill stat. Yeah, yeah. She could have been a lot nicer. Would have been if they made her a little bit more like Cindy's handler, almost trying to keep her safe and saying, "I don't think you should do this." You know, remember what your therapist said, stuff like that. We yeah, would have connected yeah. to her. We know this bitch is going anyway. We we're just like, she's <laughs> she's gonna go. She's gonna go. She's cannon fodder, isn't she? It, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, your best line. There was a couple. I mean, nothing really stood out in this for me in terms of. There was a couple lines that made me chuckle. I think there's, you know, we were just talking about Judy when she's, there's a scene where she brings in these, what are they, like lemon squares or something? Lemon bars, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and um, she brings them in. Go out the same way they come in. (laughs) Yeah. She She brings them in for Dewey and and he won't touch them. And then later on, a couple of scenes later, Gail Weathers tries one and just to, they have a bit of a ruck because she wants to get into the room to, to speak to Dewey and he's interviewing Sydney at the time and she just goes into her face and says your lemon squares taste like ass <laughs> <laughs> which isn't you know it's not the best line in the world but it kind of made me um, it's not something that's said in the UK much and I've heard it a few times from um, watching American films, it, it does make me laugh. So the other line that I thought was was interesting as well later on when um, 
Uh, I think it's Jill turns around to Sydney and says, you just won't die, will you? Who are you, Michael fucking Myers? Um, <laughs> which was a nice tip of the hat as well, so... Yeah. You know, but, you know I don't know what kind of ass Gail's been eating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but either it's her lawyer's ass or David's ass, so maybe just, there's a comparison there. Wait, he won't eat them, though, so <laughs> it can't be him. <laughs> Oh, well, at least not one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> my best line is coming from Ghostface. Uh, and it's, uh, you're a survivor, aren't you, Sydney? Your one and only skill, you survive. And I have one question for you. What good is it to be a survivor in this little drama if everyone close to you is dead? Hmm. Yeah. Really yeah. great. Really great yeah. line. You know, it's, 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 it was something like Cotton would, Cotton said too, you know, you know, Sydney, your little fucked up, uh, lovable victim. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. playing on her being the survivor and being the victim. And I think every ghost face, uh, since two has pointed that out. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was no, pretty that was good. interesting. The, the other, the other one that kind of, st- um, stuck with me as well was, it's the scene where one of the guys who turns out to be uh, one of the killers is one of the Culkin. Is it Rory Culkin? I think it is. Yeah, he's one of the Culkin brothers, and he's tied up outside, just like the 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 guy in the original movie at the start of the original movie. And his kind of girlfriend or would be girlfriend, Hayden Panettiere, I think it is. Yep. Um, and Ghostface makes her list of remakes of horror films. And she just kind of thunders through all these horror horror movie remakes in order to try and save him, which I thought was a nice little scene, the way that she was quickly throwing them off the top of her head. Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, uh, Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th. So that was quite fun. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 not one of my best lines, but one of my best kind of dialogue moments, I guess. She's certainly a uh, fan favorite, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, now, your worst line. Very few, but I did find some. I guess my worst line in this is, I'm not quite sure why he says it, but um, Robbie, as he's being killed? Uh, This is mine, too. This is absolutely out of left field. (laughs) As he's being killed, he screams out, I'm gay if it helps. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you can't do this. There's rules. <laughs> the ghost face is just like, huh? <laughs> it kind of comes out. You know, ten years ago, I probably wouldn't have batted an eyelid at that, but now it kind of sticks out a little bit more. It's like, really, you've got to make that statement before you get killed because um, you don't know if he is or not. No, no idea, and it doesn't matter. No, it so doesn't. what the fuck? <laughs> you know, he could have said, you know, wait, 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 I'm a virgin. He could have said that. Yeah, yeah. No, but he decided to choose that he's come gay. out as he was about to die. And there's, there's, there was last time I checked in the in the horror movie formula, sexual orientation does not matter. It's just <laughs> That's whether it. you've been f-ing or not. That's yeah, it. or eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Those have eaten ass have survived this movie. Lemon ass. <laughs> Lemon ass. <laughs> Your best kill. Okay, so I thought we were really kind of 
looked after in this department because I thought I, I really struggled to, to find a, um, a bad kill in this. Um, I guess Olivia at the start, I think, yes. or near the start. It, it's really interesting that the way that they came back with this film, it feels like all the kills were done in such a way as they wanted us to know that, okay, we're back in business now. And Olivia's kill is absolutely brutal. Kind of hacked to death, gutted, and then smashed through the window. Um, it's a real moment that signifies that the Scream franchise is kind of trying to take things seriously now because Scream 3 was just so abysmal, so weak and lame on so many levels. Um, Deputy Perkins as well is also a great kill. That kind of reminded me of um, uh, the guy in the car in, in Halloween Kills that gets stabbed in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, this is This is nasty. He gets stabbed right in the forehead. Um, and they pull the knife out. And it's that kind of whole thing that we got in Halloween Kills where the guy's kind of trying to function after he's suffered this huge trauma. And, you know, Perkins is kind of walking down the street, sort of falling all over the place. And then, did he say something like, F- Bruce Willis or something? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. End of it all. Um, and so that's a great kill as well. But also Trevor being tied up, gets shot in the bollocks. He gets shot in the nuts and then shot in the head. Um, and they don't, like, they don't pull any punches at all, do they? they, they, they it's all on camera for you to see. Um, so I really think that with this film, they they looked at their mistakes from the past and thought, look, come on, we've got to go back bigger and stronger and, and really show people that we're a proper horror franchise. Go back to the roots. Yeah, yeah. Well, even even they went even further than their roots. Yep. I think they got to be better than the first one. They thought, let's do well, it. Well, the only reason that I would class the, the first one to be the best one is because it was groundbreaking at the time. I guess not, not maybe not groundbreaking, but it was a milestone in horror, and it, it, it there was so much in there to like with its with its love for for Halloween and. Um, the fact that it was two killers at the end, which we'd never seen been done before. Um, so I kind of hold that there as being the best entry and also the the, the, the magnificent opening sequence. Um, but I was really surprised by Scream 4. I really thought it was... It, it wore its heart on its sleeve. and But not only um, the, the, the kills and everything, but just the tension in general... The, the mood throughout the film, um, the tone, I just thought they'd really kind of done away with all that kind of those, that stupid bloody light tone that they had throughout these movies in the past mm-hmm. and really made it dark and quite bleak in moments, uh, which I really enjoyed. With that being said, because Olivia is my best kill, what is what would you consider, I, I'm not going to say worst, I'm going to say weakest kill in this case. <sighs> I don't have a weakest kill. I think my only criticism would be the lack of variety in the kills. Um, Because they're pretty much all stabbings, aren't they? Apart from that one um, shooting of, I think, Trevor towards the end where he's shot. Um, But we're kind of used to a little bit more variety with the kills. Not too much, but, you know, it it just kind of stays... What do they call that knife? The Buck 120 or something? They really kind of emphasize the use of that knife throughout this film. Uh, and 
a little bit, not too much, but a little bit more variety. You know, like we talked about that great kill in Scream 2 where the, the guard's on the bonnet of the car and the scaffold pole goes through his head. You know, maybe something along those lines, a, a, just a different kind of approach now and again rather than just, you know, constant stabbings. But mm. the stabbings that they did were just brutal, really brutal. For me, my worst kill is, uh, or I could say weakest, is uh, Anthony Anderson's, you know, Perkins. Uh, I thought the stab in the head and him saying, fuck Bruce Willis, was absolutely silly. Um, really? A stab, a stab to the head would have probably killed him instantly, but this one could still function and walk a couple feet before swinging. Uh, I thought it was just ridiculous. Uh, the way the movie has been going on with the killing up to that point was pretty brutal. I mean, I'm not saying this is not brutal, but we've seen people get inflicted with injuries into the head, especially a bullet, and die instantly. What makes a knife any different? Yeah, yeah. No, I get. I respect what you're saying there. I totally get that. And I he did. died this basically the same way from in The Departed. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't yeah. say. He didn't have time to say. Fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> Out of nowhere, fuck. Oh, world. I kind of found it a bit creepy that sequence. Um, but but no, I understand what you're saying. He, he probably would have, you know, it, it would have been that one stab and done, wouldn't it? Rather than him getting out of the car, walking down the street, and all the rest of it. <laughs> it would have been funny, like if, if Ghostface didn't pull it out and left it in, because then there's medical evidence of people getting stuff rammed into their head and still functioning. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he were gotten out and just shot blindly into the air or somewhere yeah, yeah and then just yeah. fall and that knife went further mm. i think that would have been a little bit like ooh. i think that would have been <laughs> one of the top kills in this franchise uh but we are we are clutching at straws here because i'll be honest i really found very little to kind of criticize in this entry really surprised i think maybe because we're not really you know, Scream 2, I wasn't a big fan of, and Scream 3, I certainly wasn't a fan oh, of at all. No. I think just watching this today really surprised me, and and it's got me excited for going to see Scream on <laughs> on Friday, but I can see by your face that you're maybe not as uh, enthused as I am. <laughs> no, no. My wife has made me a emergency uh, screen viewing kit, which I will post on Friday uh, when I go see the movie. Uh, and it's usually either has a cyanide tablet in there as well, and as well as a blindfold. So and a vomit uh, bag and, and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> uh, your best moment. I think the best moment to this is I, I liked the reveal. Um, the finale to this movie is pretty solid um, from the reveal through to the sequence where uh, Jill is trying to stage everything and inflict the wounds on herself. Um, she's running around the apartment throwing herself through glass tables and stabbing herself and scratching herself. and It's pretty dark stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I that whole... The only criticism I have is... That hospital was dead. A bit like the the hospital in Halloween 2. There was nobody in there. Um, And everything was dark. You know, it it, it just kind of... All right, the ending was fun and and tense and all the rest of it. But I think they knew that as well because um, Gail shouts, doesn't she? She'll be like, we need a doctor! 
at the top of her voice. Uh, and so they kind of realised that they were... They'd created this sequence where as there were no other security or doctors or nurses or even patients. Case was closed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I do think that the finale is the best moment to the film because when the film started, I was looking forward to a to a, a decent pre-credit sequence and it didn't really come. There was a few violent deaths, but they were all that kind of movie within a movie stuff. Yeah. Stab six and stab seven. Um, but yeah, I think the best moment is probably the last kind of 15, 20 minutes of the movie. It's really good stuff. You see, I found that that whole ending silly just just absolutely silly her doing all this self-inflicting uh wounds on her above and beyond what a normal person would have done and certainly above and beyond what the police would have believed uh billy and stew yeah i, I mean <laughs> good christ and then also she was uh what's that movie with ben affleck the uh, gone baby gone uh, yeah she was this close to putting a red hot curly iron up her vagina this close, <laughs> this close, you know, because you know, she did everything else, which also made fun of, I would think, uh, Scary Movie as well. They did a reverse Scary Movie because remember uh, Shannon Elizabeth's character when she saw Ghostface uh, self-inflicted her own injuries. What am I going to do? Break a leg and she snaps her own leg. <laughs> He's like, ooh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we found out it was her that had eaten the lemon squares? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I thought that ending was silly. Just absolutely silly. And yeah, she did all this self-infliction, but she's able to go up to her cousin's room and try to kill her again. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but for me, my best moment is the stab- Stabathon uh, barn scene. And I can imagine everyone watching. Listen. Now, shut up and listen. Uh, uh, I can imagine. Why would they let them do that? God damn it. Well, it's because who gives a shit? Why are any of us doing whatever we're doing now in this climate? It's because we don't give a shit. Um, I could just imagine all of us being horror fans or even watching maybe Halloween or the Halloween franchise, you know, having a Halloween uh, viewing party. All of us sitting there and just repeating every line over and over and over again. Well, whilst all our friends are getting diced up left, right, and center. That's okay. We got a few on our list that we could be gone missing. Um, I just thought it was a good moment, you know, getting everybody together who was a fan of this uh, Stab franchise and everyone having fun and repeating all the lines together. You know, they're going, no, because they all know when to say it. I thought thought that was fun. I I thought that was fun. And I think all of us... uh, watching this and who subscribe to this channel and our Facebook would do the same thing if, if it was uh, Halloween up on the screen. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how do you feel? Do you feel, where, where does this sit for you within the franchise? Uh, probably number two. Probably number two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. And if do you I, feel cleansed guns, now? No, no, it's still <laughs> icky. It's still icky. This time, this time we're going back to high school people going back to high school. <laughs> First it was it was high school, then it was college, yeah, and then it was you have a half brother no one gives a shit about going to Hollywood, and now we're going back to high school again. So it made me feel you know like I was the the forty year old kid at the eighteen year old prom. But for kills and atmosphere and the mood and the blood and everything and the self aware self aware self awareness 
of this whole thing. I put it at number two, but you can't beat the original. Do you find yourself warming to the franchise? No, even more? no, 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 no. It's still the same redundancy crap. It's still no. I, I, I have I have warmed to this franchise during watching these movies, and I am I can tell you now that I'm quite excited for Scream Five. I am you. quite excited for Scream Five, and I'm, I'm you. you know, for me to take half a day of work to go and watch a movie. Son of a bitch. I'm just worried. Even, well, you know what's going to happen? didn't even do that for Halloween. That's <laughs> because I got up early in the morning and watched it on the telly. Yeah. Um, but you know what will happen? If I don't go and watch it on Friday, then some idiot's just going to post a picture of who the killer is on on the Facebook feed or... I don't mean our Facebook feed, but on a Facebook feed. We don't have idiots in our Facebook group. We've got a good crowd in our Facebook yeah. group. But somebody will spoil it. Somebody will spoil it somewhere. You'll come across of it yeah, by accident. Yeah, you just can't avoid these things. And, you know, the mo- I think, does it come out in the US on Thursday, I think? Yeah, Thursday I think night. Yeah, I think there are, I don't think there are preview screenings in the UK. I, try, I looked and there was nothing listed. Um, so by the time I wake up on Friday morning, there are going to be a lot of people that have seen it already and that are willing to spill the beans. So um, I'm just going to... I'm going to hide on Friday morning. The earliest showing I can go to is 4 o'clock on Friday. So that's about 11 a.m. your time. But it's yeah. a long film. I think it's a good two hours is the movie. So, they usually uh, are. They're usually like that one hour, 50, two hours. Yeah, mark. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, you will let me know, though, and let us know in a little blurb if you liked it or not. I'm going to – what I'm going to do, because I know you're going – what time are you going to the cinema? I'll probably go in the like afternoon or see the late show on Friday. Okay. Okay. So if you go in the afternoon, it'll be around the time that I'm – when I finish, <laughs> when when I finish, it'll be around the time that you're going in. So what I'll do is I'll just pop you a little picture of who the killer is just before you're about to no, sit down. Uh, you could do that because <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll be sitting there, going to be like, I need more popcorn. <laughs> We're, I'm excited for it. I, I can't say that for, about Frank, but um, I'm definitely excited for it. And we're trying to figure out how we can do something on this over the weekend, if we can or we can't. Might have to be the weekend after. Um, but we're going to try, and if, if we can't do something live, we'll definitely do something pre-recorded uh, and get it out next weekend um, with our thoughts on this and round up this whole scream thing because we want to get started on Nightmare on Elm Street and other things. Yeah. Um, Jordan yeah. Moran's just won our um, Choose Your Own Best and Worst of episode. He, we're going to be reviewing The Devil's Advocate um, pretty soon. So congratulations to, um, to Jordan. So, yeah, thanks to everybody who put suggestions forward. We had about 100 suggestions, which was incredible. Um, and all different movies as well. So we're, we're quite excited about that. And we'll do that again sometime. We'll do yeah, it again, it, maybe. It's exclusive to only our Facebook. Yeah, yeah. If you want if you want a chance to have your own episode, then jump in on the Facebook group. Um, the, all the details are there. Um, join the group. We've got well over 200 people in there. It's a really good community, really active. And, um, no, we were really pleased that so many people engaged with us on, um, you know, trying to suggest some episodes so and there's a few things in there that we will probably do anyway right Frank? sure <laughs> i can't wait till we get to action jackson <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen um where does scream 4 fit in your list uh, of your rankings uh but you know i'm gonna go see 
part five uh, just because I'm doing it for the channel. I'll be seeing it alone and hopefully nobody else will be there to see it and hear me bitch like, oh god, it's the same <laughs> shit over and over again. There he goes. He's falling over a rug. Look at that. There he goes. I'll probably get killed if anyone else is there. I'm always, <laughs> Or maybe if I start snoring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. We'll probably do something like, you know, a non-spoiler and a spoiler like we did for Halloween Kills. Because we know, uh, you know, talking to our friends up north and uh, over on the west side for Darren, uh, Canada and they're having some kind of issues with actually going to the theater but we'll talk about it and hopefully we'll be done with this shit because uh, <laughs> I can't take it anymore uh, I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed it <laughs> go right ahead you know you, you enjoy you know those spicy ass curries that make you have to run <laughs> to the toilet too you know this is this is my curry Scream franchise is my curry it's my spicy curry just makes me run to the toilet and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a nice viewing of Scream 5. Uh, you know, don't take my, you know, shenanigans and my opinion of it. Go see it for yourself. You know, go go enjoy. Go get out there and see a movie. Uh, go see Scream 5 and just tell us about it, what you thought about it. Uh, no spoilers, please. Not yet. But um, as always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. Your lemon squares taste like ass. <laughs>